And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And we're going to we're going to stop right there. We're just we're just going to stop right there and we're going to focus on the word freedom. We talk about the word freedom ad nauseum on this show and and Dell talks about it ad nauseum on his show. Freedom. What exactly is freedom? Now we live in the United States of America where we are allowed to enjoy certain freedoms based on the constitution, based on the structure of America. It's being in charge of your entire life. That's what freedom is to me. Now, in order to get a good rounded feeling for what freedom is, I'm consulting Merriam Webster. All right. So the first definition is the condition of not being in prison or captivity. So prisoners give up their freedom. You don't have freedom at all. Let's go back to Merriam Webster. Let's take a look at the second definition. The condition of being free of restraints, especially the ability to act without control or interference by another or by circumstances. What do you suppose that means? I think they're describing your job. I think they're describing your job because your job has the ability to control you. All right, let's let's take a look at the the next definition. The condition of not being controlled by another nation or political power, political independence. Now, that describes the United States of America. We are politically independent from other nations. Our Constitution was was designed specifically to free us from the tyranny of the mad king. Yeah, he was a mad king in, in England. And a new nation was was born in 1776. We got ourselves a constitution. We've got a Bill of Rights. And there's no other nation like us on this planet. This nation is designed to be free. And I love that component of this nation. Let's go back to Miriam Webster. The condition of not being subject to a despotic or oppressive power, civil liberty, now, some of you might argue that the government, our government, that is, tends to to get a little bit too far into that lane. Would, would you agree with that? I'm sure you would agree with that. I don't think it's it's intentional in many cases, but in some cases, I do think it's intentional. I also think that concept, this this despotic or oppressive power has infiltrated our education system. I, I believe that this is my opinion. You don't have to agree with me, but I, I believe that it's in our education system and we need to get it out because it's it's destroying the fabric of this nation. Back to Webster. Let's go to definition number five. The condition of not being constrained or restricted in a specific aspect of life by a government or other power. So here's the problem. If the United States gets overrun by another nation, that's what's going to happen to us. We will be subject. We will be constrained. We will be restricted by whatever power takes over the United States of America. So if you don't want to be subject to a foreign power's influence, you better do what you need to do as a United States citizen to protect those things that we hold dear. Now, here's the, the final definition from Miriam Webster. Now, this one, this one might rub you a little bit raw, but it is one of the six definitions. The condition 
of not being a slave. A, the condition of not being a slave. Yeah, you have chosen to subjugate your freedom. You have chosen something called indentured servitude. What is indentured servitude? Well, it's, it's a big fancy word for you're a slave. Remember I told you at the end of the last segment I was going to come back and I was going to talk to you about this concept of slavery? Yeah, slavery is real. It exists in this country in, in a lot of different forms. Now, there's the whole human trafficking thing that's going on. That is a terrible form of slavery, but it exists. There is the sexual slavery that goes on in this country. Yes, there are people that are sold into sexual bondage in this country. It exists. If you don't think it exists, you need to pull your head out of, your sa out of the sand because it exists. It goes on in this country. You have chosen slavery. You've chosen slavery. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to say it as nice as I can. I really am. And it's hard for me to say that to you, but it's true. And I'm no different. I'm no different. I chose slavery in my life too. Now, what we've done in our lives, we wouldn't call it outright slavery. I mean, slavery is is the condition where you are subject to the whims of somebody else, period, end of story. You are essentially property, right? You're property, you're chattel. There's no other way to describe it. So when you're working for somebody else, you are giving up inherent freedoms in your life, the ability to come and go as you please, the ability to do what you want, when you want, when you please, because you have agreed to trade your time for money, a form of indentured servitude for a however long you choose to do that. And in this country, in this country, society has you conditioned. They have you fully conditioned to do this your entire working years, your entire young life, your midlife, and even into your senior life. It's all conditioned to keep you working so that you are not a drain on society and also so that you contribute to society. Yeah, it's I know it's now think about it. It's this concept is hurting your brain a little bit, isn't it? Because it's 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 kind of coming to reality for you, isn't it? What you're doing is you're on a 30 to 40, maybe 50 year glide path where you're trading time for money. Maybe you have a retirement component as as a as a piece of that. In other words, what I'm getting at is maybe you've got a 401k or maybe you've got an IRA or maybe you invest in stocks on the side or maybe you buy gold and silver or maybe you, you do something else. So you're doing something from a retirement component, but you're not really focused on what that retirement component is. The reason why is because that job that you have is always in your face 24-7. Is it not in your face 24-7? It is. And even if you're not physically there at the job, working at the job, do you not think about in your own free time things that would be beneficial to the employer? You do. I know it's a fact because I used to do the exact same thing myself. Now, my, my experience is a little bit different, a little bit different than maybe yours. Now, my experience might be exactly like yours if you're serving in the United States military. Yeah, if, if you're serving on active duty in the United States military, then you and I have a similar experience. We're essentially, we essentially are in prison. Well, I was in prison. Yeah, I was in prison because the United States military controls 100% of what you do, where you go, 
how you do things, what you can put in your body, what you can't put in your body. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot of freedom given up when you become a member of the United States military. And it's not too dissimilar from the freedoms that you're giving up in the workplace. It's not too dissimilar at all. So what about this concept of freedom? How, how do we how do we break the cycle? How do we get to a point where freedom is actually freedom to us? It's not this this abridged version of freedom that you're living. You're actually living in a abridged version of freedom. You are because you get a little bit of time to yourself every week and you and you're happy with that. Now, let me let me let me give you a completely different approach to freedom. My version of freedom, 24 seven freedom. Okay, now I will admit I do radio three hours a week. I do radio three hours a week. So I actually have, quote unquote, a job that I have to participate in. You're you're hearing me do my job right now. But here's the neat thing about this job. I don't have to do this. I don't I could I could decide at the end of this radio broadcast that I don't want to do this anymore and I could step away from it and it wouldn't hurt me financially. Now, why is that? It's because I don't rely on the income that comes from doing radio. I don't. The income that comes from radio just goes into my investing pot. It allows me to buy even more assets. So here's the point I want to make. And this comes this comes from Kiplinger. This I'm not making this up. This is an article from Kiplinger. And you have to go all the way down to the very end of the article to get to the point that they're talking about. And they're saying passive income is the path to financial freedom, financial freedom. Oh, we're adding a word to freedom. We're calling it financial because what's causing you to not be free is the financial aspect of your life. It's the financial aspect of your life because you're trading time for money. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Let me let me just read to you right out of this article what they say. Failing to understand the differences comes at a cost. Yeah, they're, they're trying to make you understand that passive income is the path to financial freedom. What is passive income? It's money that comes into your household, whether you go out and do something for it or not. Period. End of story. For me, that is the money that is left over from my investments in real estate. It's the money that I live off of and it keeps my household afloat. It keeps my household going. All of my expenses in my life are paid for by passive income streams. I have multiple passive income streams that feed into my life. Let me go back to Kiplinger. He said, if the point is to have enough passive income to cover your cash flow needs, why would you spend 30 plus years measuring your progress based on account balances and rates of return? Boom, boom. Even Kiplinger gets it. Now, I sometimes will pick on Kiplinger because they they tend to to lean a little bit more to the the stock investing side of the house. I think the reason they lean to that side of the house is because, well, that's where the majority of you people are and they want to make you customers. However, in this article, they are pointing out that you need to have passive income if you're going to be financially free. They make it implicitly clear, although they did bury it at the end of the article. They make it implicitly clear that you need to have passive income. So where, where does passive income come from? Well, it comes from a variety of sources. It really does. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to get into the aspects of passive income. Stick around.
Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Successful Lifestyles Unlimited member retires in 10 months. The hardest part for me was to drop off my son, go to a job that I absolutely hated for five years, but know that that was a sacrifice that I needed to make, and then only be able to get to spend two hours with him after school before he had to go back to bed. So that's why once we started and we joined Lifestyles, we said, okay, we have a roadmap. We know what we're gonna do. And then a month later, we find out we're pregnant with baby number two, and we're like, okay, we gotta kick it up a notch. So that's how we were able to purchase four different properties and um, replace in 10 months, replace my income in 10 months so that whenever I finished maternity leave, I didn't have to go back to work. I think a, I think a couple weeks before she baby came out is when we closed on a fourplex and that was enough for her not to have to go back to work. Are you ready for your roadmap to real estate retirement? Attend the online free workshop just like Carolina did. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And ironically, I'm using that term freedom again. Now, if you're just joining the show, we've been talking about the concept of freedom and the fact that we live in a free nation, yet the majority of us are not truly free. We're, we are not truly free. I mean, at the beginning of the show, I broke down Merriam-Webster's definition of freedom. I mean, so if, if you didn't understand that you fit into one of those six definitions, then maybe you need to go to lifestylesunlimited.com, check out all of our radio shows that are posted there, because this show will be reposted on that website. You'll be able to hear the first part of the show if you didn't hear it, and you'll be able to hear all six of the definitions, which give you a pretty clear understanding of where you fit with regards to freedom in this country. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting when you compare the definitions to what you're actually doing. And I think the majority of you are slaves. Yeah, it's 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 a terrible term. It's a mean term. There are a lot of young people in this country that would probably lose their minds because I use the term slave, but I'm I'm going to use it because I think many of you are slaves to your jobs. You're slaves to your employers. Now, a more correct definition of slavery would be indentured servant. Yeah, indentured servant. So what is an indentured servant? Well, back back in the old days, back when this country was founded, um, you could come to this country, but if you didn't have any money to come to this country, you could find somebody who would, quote unquote, sponsor you. They would They would pay for your wages to get from the old country to the new country, and you would agree to go to work for these people, and the, the standard term was a seven-year term. It was a seven-year term. You agreed to work for them, and at the end of seven years, your servitude would be deemed paid in full, and then maybe maybe they would give you some, some bonus gifts at the end of your servitude. Maybe they'd give you 40 acres of land, or maybe they'd give you a, a big pot of cash to help you start your new free life. But think about it. You just spent seven years of your life 
serving somebody else, working for somebody else in order to get your life started in America. Indentured servitude was seven years on average. Sometimes it was longer, sometimes it was shorter, but that seemed to be the, the sweet spot. A seven-year trade-off in exchange for the cost to get you from the old country to the new country. And by the way, while you're working for me over the seven years, I'm actually going to pay you a living wage too. So you're, you're going to make some money. Think about this. In Lifestyles Unlimited, we are designed to help you understand how to correctly invest in real estate assets that will pay you passive income. We are so successful at helping our members retire themselves. We can help you get it done in five years or less. Now, we don't make any promises. There's no guarantees. However, the majority of our students get it done in five years or less. Some need a little more time. It just depends on where you're coming from. Some people start at a place where they just they don't have any money, but they have time. Other people will start in a place where they have money, but they don't have time. And some people start in a place where they have both. Some people start in a place where they have neither. It just depends on where you're starting. But the key thing is this, and Kiplinger points it out, in order for you to truly achieve freedom, and, and they use the term financial freedom, which to me triggers all of the freedoms, because once we get you away from working for your employer and, and spending all of your time focused on what your employer wants you to focus your time and talents on, we can get you retired and it's going to be a beautiful thing. Well, I myself have financial freedom. I have financial freedom. I have enough passive income that's coming in from various sources and those various sources are providing me the money that I need to operate my household. It also provides me money that I use to go out and enjoy my life. I'm working on my lifestyle. They're hand in hand. These concepts are hand in hand with each other. So Kiplinger, they decided that they would identify some of the various forms of passive income that are out there. Now, it's not a it's not a one over the world list, but they they hit the the, the big ones. So this is where they, they say you're going to get your, your passive income from. And the first thing on the list, now get this, Social Security. Yeah, Social Security. Okay, let me just stop right there. And let me just say that, yeah, I guess Social Security is kind of passive, although you paid into it your entire life. You, you did. You have paid into Social Security your entire life. And you're waiting for a time period in the future where you're going to draw that money. The neat thing about Social Security if it's around, when it's time for you to collect it, I guess it is a form of passive income. It's not really an investment because your return on investment, if you sit down and you figure out what your true return on investment is based on what you've paid into Social Security versus what Social Security is going to pay you back, you're going to find out it's a losing proposition. You are much better off if you just invest your money into real estate. However, the government doesn't let you do that the government mandates that you have to put your money into Social Security because it's part of public law. It's part of public law. Somewhere back in the 30s, the, the legislature that was in existence figured that we were all too dumb. We were all too dumb to manage our own retirement lifespan. And as such, they had to put a program into place that covers everybody. And now we have Social Security, which, by the way, is is, is supposed to go bankrupt in 2035, which ironically is the year that I qualify to draw Social Security. How about that? How about that? 
Now, here's here's something else I'm going to share with you. And, and it depends on where your, your sources are. But when it comes to Social Security, if you go to the Social Security Administration, they, they tell you that Social Security is designed to cover approximately 40 percent of your requirement needs in retirement. So when you're an old person and you're eligible to take Social Security, you need to make sure that at least 60% of the money you need to live off of is coming from another source of passive income. And if it's not coming from another source of passive income and you need that money, guess where it comes from? It comes from friends or family or charity or possibly another government program. Or now get this, you just go back to work. You just go back to trading time for money. Now, that percentage is actually worse because if, if you look at places like, well, I think Kiplinger even mentioned it was only about 33%. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you that if you're counting on Social Security as a form of passive income, only count on it for about a third of what you think you need. The rest of it needs to come from another source. Now, some of you are thinking, well, you know what? I've got this retirement account. I got the 401ks. I got the IRAs. I got a couple million dollars all saved up in there. And I should be just fine, Al. I should be just fine. And I hope you are just fine. But here's, here's the risk that you run. You risk burning through that money and running out of money before you die. In which case, then you wind up in that, that group I just I just talked about. You know, I was just reading in this uh, Kiplinger article. Uh, they they make a very interesting statement, and I'm just I'm just going to share it with you. It says uh, there's nothing wrong with running a business to provide cash flow. For some people, their business is their passion, but it is difficult to achieve true financial freedom when the business income relies upon you showing up. This is why. Many people who have considerable rental properties often cash out and move to sources of passive income because they want true financial freedom. They think people that own real estate that develop cash flow um, ultimately sell that real estate because they're working in their business. And I'm just going to I'm going to call Kiplinger out and I'm going to say they're wrong because I own single family assets. I don't work in my business. I'm not self-employed in my business. Now, some of you are screaming at the radio, but Al, you've told us before a million times you only have one single family asset left in your portfolio. And you're right. I only have one single family asset left in my portfolio. But Tina and I were talking last night and we were talking about, well, what should we do with our single family portfolio? So this is what we came up with. We've got about $100,000 of debt equity sitting in that asset. We're considering... Selling that asset now. Um, so if I decide to sell it now, I would have to sell it to another investor who would honor the lease. Um, or I would have to sell it to somebody who's going to be an owner occupant, but they can't take possession of the property until July because my current resident has full rights to that property because she has a lease. Now, if she decides she wants to leave early, I would let her out early. So what am I getting at? Why am I rambling on about the single family house? Because with the proceeds that we would receive from that single family house, we can turn around and buy four to replace it. You heard me correctly. We can turn around and we can buy four to replace it. Now, buying the assets takes a little bit of time, but it's not a full-time job. Renovating the asset takes a little bit of time, but it's not a full-time job. Why is that? Because I'm not doing the work. I hire competent, capable 
entities that are part of my real estate investing team to come in and do all this heavy lifting for me. Those are the self-employed people that I want to keep self-employed. Does that make sense? And, and along the way, I share with them that they too can be real estate retired. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Here's the other thing. Once we get the thing renovated and we find a great person to lease that property, it takes a little bit of time, but it's not a full-time job. And then once they live in that property, and they pay us rent, it takes us a little bit of time to process that rent payment every month and, and pay the associated payments that we have to make regarding that property. But at the end of the day, it's not a full-time job. And then once we get that first property done, we move on to property number two. We get property two handled. And when property two is done, we move on to property three. And when property three is done, we move on to property four. And when property four is done, we're done because we're out of capital to invest. But look what happened. We turned around a asset that was producing decent cash flow. I get $400 a month in cash flow from that property, but I've got well over $100,000 of equity in that property. It's dead equity. Now, what I could do instead of selling it is I could do a cash out refinance on the property. But the problem is the interest rate that I have on the current note on that property is like point. Seven five percent. If I were to refinance it today, then I would be looking at probably about a 6%, maybe higher note. So the, the cost of the refinance doesn't make sense to me. What makes more sense is just to dispose of that asset and then move on to new assets. That's what makes more sense to me. And then I would have four properties producing about $400 a month in cash flow as opposed to one. So what does that mean? It means I'm now making $1,600 as opposed to $400. I just gave myself a $1,200 a month raise by buying those additional properties. Does that make sense? And here's the other thing. Property values are going to go up every year. Instead of one property going up 3.5%, now I have four properties that are going to go up 3.5%. So on the natural appreciation side of things, it's, it's even better. Now, hold on. There's even more because the assets that I'm going to buy to replace the property that I'm selling, they're in bad shape. They're in bad shape and they're properties that I can buy using hard money. So I'm going to use other people's money to acquire these properties. I'm going to keep my cash out of pocket to the lowest amount possible, which is going to make my returns even better percentage wise than if I put a bunch of money into the property. And here's the other thing. I'm going to capture equity on these assets. What I am seeing in the marketplace right now is equity captures that are higher than the cash out of pocket expense that I would put into the deal. What does that mean? So I'm going to put $25,000 into the asset, but I'm going to capture potentially $40,000 in equity capture. It means if you take the $25,000 that I put into the deal, that's the cash that I contribute to the equity, and I'm capturing $40,000 more in equity because the value of the property is higher than my all-in cost. That is the that is the delta, if you will. I take that forty thousand, I add it onto the twenty-five thousand. I already have sixty-five thousand dollars of equity in that asset 
from the time I, I have it renovated and I put that that great resonant into my property. It's a beautiful thing. So now if I just wait a year and a day, I could sell that property. I could harvest that $65,000 worth of equity plus whatever additional equity I obtained because it's been a year that that property has been in existence. So natural appreciation occurs. Isn't this a beautiful thing? I mean, I, you're loving this, aren't you? I'm, I'm loving telling you about this. So I could sell that asset at the end of a year in a day. I'm only subject to long-term capital gains rates. And now let's think this through. If I only had, let's say I only took $50,000 out of the property, I would sell that one property and I could buy two more two more. So after a year, I could sell all four of those properties, provided the equity capture was high enough, and I could be buying eight properties to replace it. Do you realize that I just explained to you how I'm going to buy properties over the next two years? I'm going to turn one property into eight properties over the next two years, eight properties producing $400 a month in cash flow. Do the math. That's 3,200 bucks, right? $3,200 in passive income from one asset, one asset that was only paying me $400 a month. You can do it too. Everything I just explained to you, you can do yourself. You could develop that passive income. You could have eight properties providing you $3,200 a month. And let's say you're in, you're in your 60s, and that's the 60% that you need to offset the 40% that Social Security is supposed to pay you. You think you might be done? You might be done or you might not be done because you could take those eight properties and you could turn them into 16 properties. Oh, there's a doubling effect. $6,400 a month in income versus $400 a month that you started with. This is the power of real estate. This is what real estate has the ability to do for you. This is how you harness cash flow. This is how you develop financial independence. It is a beautiful formula that works extremely well. And, you know, I, I got to go back to the, the Kiplinger article because what caught my eye about the article was the title. And it said, financial freedom is in retirement is all about cash flow. And I never told you the title of that article, yet I explained that article to you very succinctly. Look, if you want to do what I'm doing, you want to get yourself real estate retired, you want to start working on the lifestyle, go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Get signed up for a free workshop and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.
The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.